our next guest, Peter Zorba. Peters, how are you, Zorba? Morning, Bruni. Morning, hey, Bulldog. I'm not surprised there's problems in Queensland. Giving them an Olympic Games is, or with all due respect, like giving whiskey to the Indians. <laughs> Zorba, I wouldn't go near it if I was in charge. It's a disaster oh, every time. I would. I mean, 56 was great for us with Betty Cuthbert and the girls, the Golden Girls um, era. I think 2000 was magnificent for Sydney. I think handled well with the right people in charge. It's wonderful for a country and um, and brings in big dollars. But as I said, you have to have the right people in the right places and there's nobody... They, they don't have them. The, fe- the federal government, the federal Labor government come into power, they don't even properly support the Olympic Zorba. They don't want to know about the budget and they just want to do something separate. Look, the whole thing's complex. Politicians and sport are way off. I mean, we have had some people with great sporting knowledge, like the, like Mike Cleary, who was Minister for Sport in New South Wales. Yep. You've got to get the right people in the right places. And unfortunately, I mean, we've got a New South Wales state government now that is just hammering sport. We're way behind in where we should be. The grounds that were promised to be upgraded are not being upgraded. They're taking... Um, land off golf courses that are in the middle of the city. Um, there's a lot of things happening that um, that shouldn't be happening because people um, in politics don't have any idea of what sport can do. Zorba, I spoke to you multiple times during the week about the great immortals debate. You've dissected all the players that were mentioned and considered. Can you tell us who Peter Peters would induct if he, in fact, was in charge? Well, it's been a huge debate going on surrounding the name of Rugby League's next two immortals, and it's been your baby this week, Bulldog. For mine, having played against one and marvelled at the skill of the other, it's a no-brainer. Now, I've got, to, I've got to stress here that a lot of people are having a lot of opinions on this. Unless you've seen them play, unless you've seen vision of them, and a lot of vision, it's 42 years since Brett Kenny was doing his stuff. It's 52 years since Ron Coote was doing his stuff. Um, I played against Cootie, and I watched just about every game that Brett Kenny played. For me, it's a no-brainer. Brett Kenny, on the 1982 tour of England, kept an immortal, a future immortal, in Wally Lewis on the bench. And, and Kenny was just a wonderful player. There's no, There's no other reason why Cronin and Ella and Gross, those great players that Parramatta had in their back line in the early 80s, late 70s, uh, were made to look so good. It was because of this guy, Bert, Brett Kenny. Brilliant player, great 5'8", has to be one of the next two immortals in. And Ron Coote, he's overdue to be in. When, when the original immortals were named, and I can remember standing on the cricket ground, looking at them, proud, standing there. They got fit for the photo shoot, and they looked fantastic. Clive Churchill, Rez Gaznia, Johnny Raper, and Bobby Fulton. All passed away now, but what wonderful players they were. I didn't see Churchill play, but I, I did play against Raper, played with my best mate ever in Bob Fulton, and had a game or two against Gaznia. But 
I think Ron Coote was just about the equal of Johnny Raper. At the same time, they played. Uh, and Coote, in that marvellous pack, I mean, McCarthy, Sate, Sattler, O'Neill, Stevens, Jim Morgan, Bob Moses. I remember playing against South Sydney in just about that pack at Redfern Oval, and it was like a cauldron. I can tell you, it wasn't a happy place to go and play. Uh, and Coote was just a great cover defending, attacking player as well. Uh, had every skill in the book. Um, left South to go to the Roosters and was a legend there as well. Um, I, can't, I can't see any two players in the list that can get anywhere near them for the next two Immortals. Hey, just with the Immortals, Zorba, and... <clears throat> I'm not criticising Andrew Johns being an immortal. I am not. He's an immortal, and he was always going to end up there. Did elevating him at that point sort of upset the apple cart and the natural order of things? Yes, it did. And and the original immortals made that very clear when it happened. Uh, He was always going to go in, but the timing, I don't think, was right. Um, There's no doubt he's one of the greatest halfbacks, and it's hard to pick another halfback that's better than him. I mean, I, I I don't want to put a dampener on on anybody's career, but putting and Peter Sterling has been pushed hard by some people, but I don't think Sterling is is any better if he was better than Steve Mortimer um, or Billy Smith, who never gets a look in. Great St George halfback in that golden era, Jonathan Thurston, of course, in. The late years um, has got to get a look in somewhere down the track, but not now. Um, but as I said, Bulldog, you've started something, but I agree with you. I think Coot and Kenny, and I'm sure I, I was on that 1982 tour, The Invincibles, captain by Max Krillich. I'm sure if you ask the guys on the 82 tour, what they, those that are left, um, what sort of a player Kenny was, they would be putting their hand up and saying, Brett Kenny should be the next immortal, yep. along with Coot. I've seen a lot of players, Zorba, as you have, uh, but Brett Kenny, for for mine, is the most naturally gifted football player I've ever seen. I'm not saying he's the best player, but he is the bloke that was born to play football. Zorba, Michael Maguire, a little bit of a contentious decision to make him Blues coach personally, I think Madge will do a wonderful job. He's got a hard edge to him, and he's already come out and said, essentially, that he will pick on form, not reputation. Yeah, I think it's a good appointment, a great appointment, actually. But I don't think it's the best appointment that the Blues made this week. For mine, Frank Panisi, prying him out of Melbourne. Their long-term footy manager and fix-it man. Panisi is a coach's best friend. He's a Swiss army knight. He's well-credentialed in all aspects of the game. If I'm in a bottom club and want to build, I pay him the big bucks and give him the keys to the club. Pay him a head coach's salary. West Tigers, that's what they should have done. They should have prized him out of Melbourne. And he's a Sydney man. I would have given him what they're giving the coach and given him the keys to the club, as I said. He's been a player. He's been a coach. He's been an attack coach, a defence coach in rugby league and rugby union. But his real skill is in man management and having a real eye for talent. There'll be no issues going forward in the Blues camp. 
Panisi will be a great right-hand man for Coach Michael Maguire, just as he's been for Craig Bellamy for over a decade. As good as, if not better, than Phil Gould as a general manager of football without the sideshow. He's the best manager to bring about stability in a football club we've ever seen in this country, Zorba, ever. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, I, I watched Frank um, come through the ranks as a junior uh, development coach at the Sea Eagles. Um, he, he honed his skills on what Bob Fulton did, and he copied everything that Bozo did. And he, he is just, as you said, he's the best in the business. I, I'm amazed that a club that's struggling that loses money every year on paying out coaches that they sack or CEOs that they sack, haven't said, come to us, there's $1.5 million a year for the next four years. You're going to get that sort of money. Bring us back. And he would do it. And he'd do an unbelievable job. Zorba, during the week, I saw this announcement from Rugby Australia. That a new. This is a really, really important story that 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 hasn't had enough airplay. We know the drama over head injuries worldwide, but rugby is going to bring in a rule, rugby union, that all levels of the game below Super Rugby. So that's first grade rugby union and everything. You know, everything Australian under twenty ones, whatever you like, all the way down to the under sevens. From now on, tackles above, at the sternum level and above, are illegal. In other words, a ball and all tackle in rugby union is illegal. I think my own personal opinion, Sorba, is it is absolutely, totally, and unable to be policed. Right, hey. I think it's a, I think it's rugby's death knell. I, I, I mean, the game uh, is soon going to be just for plasticine men and women. We already have touch and tag, banning chest high tackles, as you said, for all players below super rugby levels. You might as well put them in aprons and skirts. Now, I'm not um, a supporter of head-high tackles. But you can police a head-high tackle. Your head starts at your neck, um, just above it. So how... And they have enough trouble policing that. But how on earth? Where does a chest start? I mean, some of those rugby players, that's all they have is a chest. Um. I, I, I think it's going to promote in schools and at junior levels soft kids. And there are enough soft kids coming through the rugby ranks now where they rely purely and simply as their pathways private schools. Um, it, it hasn't worked. And, and we're going to see it increase in... Uh, there will be less, less players able to handle what they should be able to handle in the game because of this ruling, I think. And and the referees stop it at every whim now. Um, every second tackle, there'll be a, a penalty. Um, as I said, death knell for the game. They've just, they've just given rugby league in Australia that sort of football. Um, they are no contest now. Not that they have been for a long time. Terrible decision. Oh, well, you know, Zorba, you played in the forwards in... Rugby league and great teams in a great era. Bulldog played a lot of rugby union as a junior and played rep stuff as a junior. I played a lot of rugby union. Like 
first grade rugby union in the centres, there is not one way possible I could have ever got through one game avoiding a tackle to the sternum. And in fact, if I did, I'd have got myself hurt because I'd have been... Mate, I'd have been coming up on Tim Horan, who I played against a lot, and had to put my head low, and he just would have hit my head with his hip, and I'd have gone down. I'm telling you. Yeah, well, look, this rule has been brought in because it's been brought in overseas. So, like sheep, we're just following. Um, There's no rhyme or reason to it. It's easy to say there are less head injuries because of it, and that's probably true, and that's a good thing. But what does it do to the game? It kills it. Hey, Zorb, you mentioned before about Brett Kenny saying if you were to speak to any of those players on the 82 Kangaroo Tour, that they would agree to you. Well, Max Krillich, the captain of the 82 Kangaroos, the manly legend himself, has just texted in. I totally agree with Zorba. Brett had a fantastic tour and his origins displays to keep Wally in check were always talked about among the players, plus scoring Two tries in three straight grand finals was a great achievement. Absolutely a yes for Ron Coote as well. So the great Max Krillich opting for Coote and Kenny. Wayne Bennett Zorba, should he be the next Kiwis coach? Oh, absolutely, yes. Um, I mean, Bennett at, what is he, 73? Um, just unbelievable coach. And the fact that he wants to keep going um, is just a bonus for uh, New Zealand Rugby League. They're just coming off a 30-0 win over Australia um, in the Pacific Championships and and they were riding high and then suddenly old boys have stepped in. Uh, at 73 years of age, he's still got the passion. He said he's not retiring. He's coached New Zealand before. Um, stick him in again uh, with someone like Steve Kearney as they've done before. I think it would be a fabulous... Uh, a fabulous thing for New Zealand Rugby League. They they don't have anybody. Um, I mean, they're they're throwing up they're throwing up um, players now that have really not coached at that top level, and they don't have anybody with success. Nathan Kalis and Stacey Jones, the leading contenders, with due respect, wouldn't lace up Bennett's boots. Yeah, it's a big time, big and interesting time for them. Hey, Zorba, I'm copying a bit of a bit of a you know hammering here. Um, you know, people are saying Breenie's a buffet, just pushing politics. They, they've kept coming in. I just thought Zorba, because you're on my wavelength here. Unfortunately for all of us, politics is unavoidable in sport. You know, why hasn't Manly and Cronulla got shine in new stadiums? Like it's politics. How did rugby league keep going during COVID? Politics, because Peter Valetti's played politics. Why is Racing New South Wales losing its chairman? Politics. How do you get the FIFA Women's World Cup to Australia? Politics. Whether we like it or not, Zorba, politics, you can't keep it out of sport. And it's unfortunate, but it's a reality. It is a reality. And the the sad part about it is, is that sport can play such a magnificent role in our community. Um, the, the two things that, that people discuss a lot are religion and politics. Um, sport goes in there with it. And sport is a leveller. Uh, and we've got a prime minister now that's a sporting nut. He's been on the committee for South Sydney for a long, long time. <coughs> Pardon me. And 
And and we should be using that sort of thing. John Howard was a magnificent supporter of cricket and rugby league and St George. Um, we've got people that understand sport, but they don't have a say. That's the problem. I, I, I think that we really need some people that are, that are well-skilled in sport to be the Minister for Sport. Don't have a politician as a Minister for Sport. Have somebody with the skills, like a Frank Panisi. Make him a Minister for Sport. He doesn't have to be a member of any party. Just get him to run the whole thing. And it's exactly, exactly how we'll end up with an, with an 18th team out of Papua New Guinea. It's all because of politics. It's all to keep China out of the Pacific. Hey, Zorba, good on you, mate. Thanks so much for your time today. We'll talk to you next week. Good on you, boys.